0: Welcome to the Beyond the Glam podcast. It's me, Natalie, and welcome to the Beyond the Glam podcast, you guys. So today I'm talking to Lisbeth Hernandez. She's a Latina content creator, and she has been in the industry since 2008. And I don't exactly remember when I started following Lisbeth. It's been a couple of years, but I feel like she's been one of those like people that has really helped me just figure out who I am with my identity and just being really proud of being Latina within the past couple of years because she is very vocal about how proud she is of being a Latina so that has really helped me out as well but she started her creative journey with her blog back in 2008 while she was interning at college fashionista and vogue and uh, that's just like to name a few and we eventually get into all of that in the episode but all of that led to everything that she is doing now from instagram to youtube and she creates content about beauty and fashion but i feel like what makes her stand out from others who are also creating similar content is that she makes it a point to share her personal experience and she's able to connect on a more personal level with her audience with her story times on Instagram and just everything that she shares on her uh, platforms. And I think that's one of The things that makes an influencer really, really successful is when you're able to connect with your audience, you're able to cultivate a loyal following because when you get vulnerable, you kind of create this friendship with the people that are following you. And I just really enjoyed talking to her because she is just really down to earth and I really didn't want my conversation to end with her, but it just felt like I was talking to a friend And that's what you guys are going to hear in today's uh, episode. If you're looking to uh, get started in the influencer industry or if you have always just been curious to learn a little bit more about it, then this podcast is going to entail uh, all of that. Also make sure that you follow us on the Beyond the Glam podcast on Instagram. I'm working on creating more valuable content from video to infographics and career tips. So if you guys are not already following us on the Beyond the Glam podcast on Instagram, make sure you do. And with all that being said, let's get into today's podcast episode. Hi, Lizbeth. Thank you so much for joining me today in today's podcast. I'm really, really excited to have you today to talk about everything about being a full-time influencer and just your career journey of how you got here.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having me. I'm so honored. (laughs) And I love that you've been following too, so it's even more... (laughs) Intimate. I feel like I've been working a lot with my followers, which I'm sure we'll get into in terms of like business wise, but it's so cool because you guys have just seen this journey and it means a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's why I wanted to reach out to you because you're really, really genuine and you love to create and cultivate that community and that yeah we'll we'll get into that but first like i want you to introduce yourself kind of let us know uh your background and what you're currently doing right now for people that have not heard about you before yes
1: yeah, so my name is lizbeth i'm a fashion and beauty content creator but i just i'm evolving into i'm just a creative i don't to wanna... I'm learning like visionary where I have these ideas and as I mentioned working with a lot of my followers and other people to kind of create these ideas which is really really cool. Um, I got into it was more fashion blogging when I graduated high school which was 2008. That was a long time ago. We're in 2020. So to say I've been at this for a very long time is a bit of an understatement and which we can we'll probably tap on too in this creative world. You can you know, be hard on yourself and doubt your journey because I have friends in the, this business, and in a year or two, they're already, you know, full flown, fledged in their business, and it can be a little daunting. But yeah, so I started my fashion blog in 2008 it was through Blogger, and then uh, 2009 to 2012, I was in college. and. I really felt I was the blogger, and then I realized, whoa, there's so much business in this and a lot of strategy, which I saw other bloggers, again, kind of, you know, going and working with different brands and still did it as like a passion project, but was interning and in college internships were huge and they were unpaid, but they were amazing experiences. So I interned at Vogue, which was definitely my favorite top of them. And then some other fashion magazines and then did freelance <laughs> internships. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry if you heard a text right now. I think it's gonna be coming through. Um, So <laughs> I did a couple, it might pop up again, I'm sorry. Um, I did some other internships. Through, for College Fashionista, there's another magazine I worked with called Foam Magazine and worked with Love AJ, which if you follow me, you know, I'm always repping Love AJ Jewelry. So had these great opportunities. And then when I went to grad school was when I really understood the business and strategy behind being a content creator which is such a new industry anyways and that really helped me understand how you have to place yourself and then that's when i started my youtube channel i explored the youtube space i went to usc got my master's in communication and it's been we're headed into four years since graduating and my dad when he was alive unfortunately he passed away last year due to cancer and he told me when i graduated grad school "Mihal, i'll give you three years stay home, focus on it, see what you can do. If not, which we'll talk about too, you can go work for the family's business. And I do work partly for the family's business to an extent. And after he passed away this past year was kind of more, I feel like a jump off point where I'm really understanding and applying all the business and creating my business. So there's a long winded.
0: (laughs) No, I love that. And I also like that you pointed out that this is a whole new industry. And a lot of us, did go to school for more traditional jobs in media or marketing or PR. Mm -hmm. But this is a whole new world and we're kind of just learning as we go. And that's kind of like where I want to start off is like your experience at the college level because a lot of the women that listen to this podcast are in the early stages of their career, and they might not know what they want to do next, or like the opportunities that they have. So you started off at Whittier College, and what
1: what, what did you major in there? Yeah, so... My actually freshman year of college, I went to Mount St. Mary's. So that was an all-girl Catholic college. It's more known as a nursing school, but they do have other um, paths of studying. So I went in as an English major because ultimately when I was a kid, I thought I wanted to be a fashion designer. And then I had amazing opportunities that my mom put me in Um, the art center in Pasadena, had a summer high school kind of art set, like summer classes. And I took the fashion design class. I loved again the ideations, of visionary that I that's in me. But when it came to executing sewing, I just was like, I don't want to sew. <laughs> like that's not my thing. It's an art, you know. And it was just very is a lot for me. So I thought I want to be a fashion designer. And then one of the professors there said, Hey, would you you maybe you should look into being an editor of a fashion magazine because they're coming with all these ideas and you kind of work with other people and collaborate. So I thought, oh, wow, I didn't think about that. And that's when Hill, the Hills was in its heyday too, when I was in high school. And so just wanted to work, figure out how to work for fashion magazine. Long story short, got to intern at Vogue and that was amazing, but it was very corporate. And I, you know, it was just not the vibe I wanted, loved the opportunity, but realized, okay, I want to do something for myself. And then this whole blogging thing kind of evolved. So um, anyways, at Whittier College, I ended up stud, uh, develop, um, creating my degree in visual and business studies. So I transferred in my sophomore year to senior year, and they had this program called the Whittier Scholars Program. And there's basic, like you said, you know, passive studying, science, business, marketing. And what was cool about this school is I could just kind of, create my own degree. So I wanted to study business because after I realized, okay, don't want to go the fashion designing route. I want to create, I want to do business, but I also want art. So I did that and also got it, um, cause I had a double major in art as well. So that is just so applicable today. And at the time, my final project was studying the art and business and fashion magazines. And I remember pitching it to my school that I wanted to study this. And they thought, and this was when magazines were kind of coming off the radar and we didn't really know what was going on with, the, you know, online. Like in between that blogging and it's,
0: magazine, kind exactly of like what's happening with traditional media and TV exactly, right
1: now. That's what they were saying. They're like, well, traditional media is kind of on its way out. Well, how are this social media, Instagram was just a filter app at the time. And Pinterest was just a fun thing. Now these are just full fledged platforms, you know, and this was before people had followings. And it was so interesting to fight for that. But I think to kind of circle back to what you're asking, when you believe in something and just know in your heart that you want to do something you have to just do it. And there's going to be circumstances, life gets in the way and let me tell you like I said my dad had cancer and there was just opportunities and I was pushing and pushing and I'm glad I did push but at the same time you kind of have to flow with life and you know I'm so glad I got to stay home and be by my dad's side and be with him through this journey and it'll happen it's just you got to be able to be flexible but yes say yes to opportunities go after what you want and you're gonna learn you know and it'll kind of fall into place
0: yeah i love that your your family was also really supportive of like what you are doing because i think that also plays a big big role when it comes to like these creative careers because we need that support
1: latina too my dad old school latino self-made man you know I don't like to say not formally educated, but he didn't finish high school. He didn't go to college and having to, you know, he just want to make sure I was successful and it wasn't even about like having the nice cars and all this. It was more, you need to be able to have a roof over your head. You need to pay for groceries and you need to provide for your family, like basic essentials. He was just worried about this creative, he, you know, he was old school, he was 83 when he passed away, so artists weren't these successful people, you know, he jokingly be like, oh, you're gonna be successful, you know, with all your artwork, like Picasso after he dies, like, that's when you're rich, you know, or, like, wealthy, but, yeah.
0: But and you're then- leaving a legacy, so, <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. um, so then after you were at um, Whittier, Um, then you went on to do a master's at USC, which is my, my dream school. So I want to hear about your experience, why you chose USC and, um, yeah, I just want to hear everything there is about it.
1: (laughs) So that was so random. I took a year off after graduating college. My mom and I talked about, you know, continuing my education and she, you know, she's all about, I want you to be your best. You know, I want you to be able to support yourself. Like, why don't you go get a master's? And I was like, okay, like didn't think too much about it, did more research. And I thought, oh, wow, this is awesome. And again, school isn't for everybody, but it was for me because it really helped me focus in and hone and understand the environment. And I'm thankful for that, especially USC, they have their hands on the pulse of everything. So being able to get my master's in communication and they were able to bring in brands, companies, connect you with What's happening right now, like you said, you kind of go in, nobody really knows what's happening in media and USC is like on the pole. So I got to work with really great brands and learn about digital marketing, media, consulting, which is why I went in. So I had my blogging career and all that, but I thought I wanted to be a consultant, which now at 30, I can see I'm doing that. I'm doing that with a lot of brands now. But during it, it was just a great way to immerse yourself, the community. There's international students. You meet so many people. I took a class at Marshall Business School. But yeah, the school I went to was Annenberg. And it was just great. Like You connect with people, you create, you research. And I couldn't recommend it more. Like I loved my experience and it definitely helped me understand again, like I said, business strategy, research. There's so many parts to this. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. I, what I love about that school is that they're always offering webinars, even for people that are not attending this school. So I always like join and they're always at the top of their game when it comes to like the new and upcoming things like TikTok and Instagram and providing just tips with the School of Annenberg. So oh,
1: amazing. Besides, it is expensive. Like I'll, you know, I did my program and you, it's a two-year program. I did in three years to space it out because mostly it's a lot of students are, you know, full-time, are in full-time jobs. It's in the evening. Um, it was so great, but, you know, they offered so many free tools, even just at the school, and it's so cool that they're offering even if you're not even going there, you know, they just really, they're cultivating.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally, and you mentioned that you did an internship at Vogue, so how
1: did that happen?
0: Did you always want to intern at Vogue as well, or?
1: Yeah, so like I said, I mean, I I, kind of watched the hills, it was one (laughs) of the Things and I I just I just thought like I want to move to New York. I want to go intern. You know, not thinking much about it. And I just think I might have manifested it in some way. I you know things happen kind of out of control. Like whoa, this happened. So happened so randomly. Um, So part of my family, my mom's sister, my aunt, she lives in Europe, and she moved there when I was a little kid. Fell in love with you know European man, and all my cousins (laughs) live over there. And it's like such a bummer because they're like my sisters. They're five girls and it's amazing though, because that allows me to go travel and have a free place to stay. You know, it's like a dream. Um, and I was there one summer, first breakup, you know, heartbroken. And my dad said, Nija, go with your mom. She's just going for a week. Like, go visit your aunt, get out of here, you know, get over this guy. And I was I like, okay. So I stayed there. I was with my mom for 10 days. And my cousins, they're all my age, said, you have to stay here all summer, please. Like, you never have time to hang out with us and stay with us. Like, you have to stay. So I don't know what was in me, but I told my mom, I said, mom, I'm not going home with you. I'm going to stay here for the rest of the summer. It was mostly like a month. And that was huge for me again, being Latina, like being family oriented, telling my dad on the phone, Hey, I'm going to stay and then being like, what the heck are you doing? (laughs) But it ended up paying off. Like it was again, one of those random opportunities and experiences. My aunt is an expat. And so she has these Salons, which she has women come to her apartment and they have cheese and wine and they just connect being American, you know. And there was a woman there, beautiful older woman wearing this like beautiful Chanel outfit. And I've never seen anything as like elegant. I was like, whoa. And just happened to talk to her, told her I love fashion, you know, my whole blog life be graduating college, I was 21 years old. And she said, oh, that's wonderful. My best friend is an editor at French Vogue. Maybe I could link you guys. And I was like, what? And (laughs) long story short, I ended up getting an interview. I actually flew up to New York for an interview at Condé Nast. Um, and during that time, the reason why I went is because Teen Vogue had these seminar weekends called Teen Vogue University.
0: Oh, yeah, I do remember those. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I got invited to go. And then while I was there, we scheduled an interview and they said, hey, we have a office in L.A. Let me just link you with the editor there. So it was this big story. But I ended up yeah getting the L.A. internship and it was amazing. Um, so one thing I want to know is you never know who you're going to meet. So say yes to those opportunities that make you nervous. Like I would have never stayed there. I was out of my comfort zone with, you know, to stay there with my cousins. This came into fruition. And then, you know, it was so nerve wracking, but it was amazing. So you never know. So always be open to experiences and opportunities and never leave things on, you know, a bad note, you know, always be respectful. So, yeah
0: yeah you can't yeah otherwise maybe you'll regret it in the future that's kind of like something that happened to me too like i did an internship at 17 and i i got it because like i was helping the intern queen i don't know if you're familiar with her she had a
1: website right that had internships yeah yeah yeah. so like
0: i yeah that's like another like perfect example of just like going after and just, like, helping others just, like, out of the goodness of your heart. And you just never know, like, what opportunity. Never.
1: No. And that's what's hard, too, because I know now Vogue doesn't do internships because around that time, I mean, there, it was tough, you guys. Like, there was a standard and expectation with these editors, how you handle yourself. Not necessarily what you're wearing. It's like, you definitely have to be professional. But there was an expectation that definitely groomed me. And I'm very thankful. It was tough. stressed me out. Um, but then there was some extreme scenarios. And so a lot of, a couple interns sued Condé Nast for the amount of work. And, you know, I knew going in, this was an opportunity. Like it was a mentorship and I, you know, I didn't get involved in that, but that lawsuit, I was like, Hey, I knew what I was getting myself into. And luckily the work wasn't so intense. It was just a lot. Um, so I didn't do that, but yeah, you never want to burn bridges. You know, you never want to, you know, I don't know. It was a lot, but yeah, you never know.
0: Yeah. yeah definitely um and so while you were in school did you do any other internships um that kind of like helped you prepare for what you are currently doing uh with influencing
1: honestly no i mean like i said if that it was traditional media at the time when i was in college so it was fashion magazines there was this platform called college fashionista which had just started and I ran random, like a lot of opportunities I get were so random, like a Twitter post. And I'm like, I'm just going to, you just follow that I think that's how it me. was
0: back, back then, like when yeah. we were in college, yes. a lot of those opportunities were like up and coming and kind of like in the area that we we didn't know that we were going to land into.
1: Exactly. You just say, yes, why not? And, you know, I'm glad I did. So there wasn't any blogger. I didn't enter with a blogger per se or anything like that to learn, but I did kind of see the nuances of business. And another uh, job that I had in... A little bit after college was working with Maeve Riley, and she's a stylist. She's actually Haley Baldwin's stylist, and oh, wow. she wanted to create a blog. This was before Haley became her client, and blogging was a thing. So I helped her set that up and did photo shoots with her and stuff. So that was cool to kind of see the back end of things. But yeah, I didn't have a direct like mentor, and I still don't. But I don't want that to be also like a reason why people don't do anything either. Like nobody knows what they're doing at the end of the day, you know, like it's all trusting your intuition, doing things that make you feel comfortable, a little outside of your comfort zone. But like, if it's completely not you, you'll know, and you have to walk away. Like me wanting to pursue a corporate job with Vogue, I thought that's not me. And you walk away, you know?
0: yeah same here like that's what i thought i was going to do like the whole fashion magazine thing wasn't for me but i found more fulfillment also like having my own youtube channel and now podcasting so you just never know like where it's going to lead you and also yeah and also like there's a lot of jobs that still haven't been created so you might not get it now but you might get it in a couple of years
1: that's kind of what's happening right now for me with the blogging world you know i love sharing my fashion and then beauty kind of happened after college and i thought i would have never got into beauty if it weren't for you know creating my youtube channel learning about glossier glossier was my first beauty video was their holiday set that just launched and what like it was in my bathroom. There's an annoying fan in my bathroom. Like, the lighting was terrible. And I was just, why don't I look like these beauty creators? Like, you know, I just did it. And I was like, I was venting to my mom and I told her, oh, it's not good. And she said, whatever, just post it. And two weeks later, Glossier reached out to me saying, hey, we're creating this rep program. We'd love for you to be part of it. And you just say, yes, like so random. You just have to say yes and try things out. And I will say like you brought up family being supportive. You know, I'm lucky. My family is so supportive, but what I'm my worst critic. You know how people have family members that don't support them, and I get that. And it's that's not what my issue is. I just am so particular and picky, and I'll doubt my stuff. And then even like vlogs, I've been doing a lot more vlogs lately. And I just kind of put it up in God's hands, and I thought, and I threw it out to him. I said, like, you know, God, like, is this what I'm meant to be doing? I don't know. Like, give me a sign. And literally last week, I had a handful of dms and comments i love your blogs i've been binging them oh my gosh and i'm like and i i'm like whoa okay so i could have totally stopped doing these but i'm just starting and girls love it i'm getting dms lately about it i've just binge watched you or oh my gosh i relate so much so yeah again you just never know it's crazy
0: (laughs) yeah yeah your your blogs
1: are very fun and entertaining
0: and i think a lot of what makes that Um, entertaining is like your background and you have that uh corporate background but it also like is helping you um with the content that you are creating right now. Yeah. Um so like when you started your YouTube channel, you said that you did a partnership with uh Glossier. So that was like two weeks after you had launched it or
1: yeah so the holiday came holiday set came out I want to say November and then the week before Christmas so it was a couple weeks I got an email from Glossier saying hey we're creating the um you know our Glossier rep program. We love your content. Would you want to be part of it? And it was a really small group of girls. And it's really cool because I'm still friends with a lot of those girls. I That's how I met Amy Serrano, which I know a lot of girls love yeah. beauty creator. And we met there. So it was just so random. They reached out and I said, yeah. And it was really cool because I became a top seller and they had these fun little monthly goals, like gifts that you could reach, you know, to reach if, you sell a bunch of product, and i there's that's the first time ever getting, you know, part of an affiliate program, which is a great way for a creator like me to make money until bigger brands want to, you know, sponsor or collaborate. And yeah, I ended up having dinner with Emily Weiss and a bunch of the other Glossier reps in New York. And that was my 26th birthday or 27th birthday. I think 26. And I flew out on my birthday and that my dad was right in the middle of like starting all the cancer stuff. And he, you know, he said, you got to go, you know, this is your, at the end of the day, this is your job and business. And yeah, there's been some crazy opportunities.
0: Yeah. And what are some other um, opportunities that you were able to participate in when you were a smaller creator?
1: I mean, to be honest, again, this is where I get critical on myself. I still feel like I'm a smaller creator compared to a lot of my friends or peers or just the realm. So that, you know, I'm really trying to like snap out of that, like, no, like no matter how many you know people, yeah because like, like when lot. you
0: think about it
1: like if you put all of those
0: followers that you have in a room that would fill up a whole like auditorium so yeah you really it, have to yeah, give yourself a lot of credit
1: a, <laughs> thank you and that's where I, I remember and like think about it and my friends are like that is a lot and it's just so cool because if you are highly motivated entrepreneur you know you're gonna keep going and going I mean you know like one is not enough. I need to do more podcasts, more, po- you're just like on this, like, I'm so sorry about all these texts. Um, you're just like, so on, you know, I want more, I want more. And it's so great when you come across people, like what you're saying, you're like, Whoa, that's the other thing. Be present. You look at what you've created, like, you know, be grateful and stay humble about it all too, you know? But anyway, that's another tangent. Um, <laughs> trying to think other collaborations. I mean, lash, I mean, this past should be like February. I got uh, Kim Kardashian reposted, which because of her Skims line, so that was really cool. And then Skims sent me some product at one point, which was like you know super random and cool. Um, I did a collab with Balmain, which is like high end luxury, back in like last year in September. Um, I want to see, it's, it's cool. Like there's just like random beauty companies working with Laura Mercier, which, you know, and still being part of their family and getting gifted beauty products. So I think it's all been such like pinch me, like really cool opportunities still, you know, and even this holiday season, which, you know, in December, I love to do giveaways with brands that I've been working with and to, I've been locking those in and to see what brands that I can gift you babes. I'm like, Oh. This is so (laughs) cool. Like brands that I love, they're they're down. Like, yeah, let's give them some to your followers. It's crazy. And I just, you know, I'm going to be working with some other brands this year. And it's just cool. So I don't know. Yeah.
0: the doors open so much when you start putting yourself out there and creating your own personal brand and this is what I always tell other people even if you're not looking to be a beauty or a fashion influencer uh think about like what you are doing now are you a teacher are you a nurse like share those experiences you just never
1: value yeah Yeah. and I think that's where I'm learning about these vlogs like you said I kind of just sprinkle in my experience and you know again thank you for having me on your podcast because i i forget what i've done because again like you get this hungry like you know want to create and build a business for yourself you kind of forget but it's all about sharing that value and i want to get better at sharing my experiences through these vlogs like it opens you up it's nerve-wracking my first youtube beauty video was like the you know to my opinion and that just builds you just don't know you know where it's going to lead you and pivot you know if I never did that one video who knows where I would be now
0: yeah and like you were saying like we are a worst critic and the content that we are creating now is only going to keep getting better. I know that I look at my own content and I'm like, that was horrible. But now the content that I'm creating is better. And then I'll probably say that in another two years.
1: Oh yeah. It always <laughs> gets better. Even where I'm at now, I'm still like that, but it's really nice as I'm working with others. And and it's important to connect with others because you, you might be blinded to certain things that you're not looking at it that are beautiful and like so unique to you and all my friends and different people I'm working with like no we love it I'm like really or again when girls tell me they love something because a lot of these things aren't paid opportunities you know I just have this desire to create and connect that kind of keeps me motivated and when I hear back feedback that they love it it's so fulfilling
0: yeah and so like Uh, We were mentioning uh, building community and that's something that you are really, really big on, um, especially on your, um, like you make it a point to be like, create that community on Instagram. And I see that with like your story times and why, why is it so important for you to create that community and why should others uh, strive for the same thing?
1: Yeah, I mean it's so interesting social media just has evolved into this community and i feel like i'm understanding that better and for me the core of what i do is to just encourage girls to try new things step out of their comfort zone by showing them how i'm doing it you know and also be able to show anything's possible if you one keep at it keep consistent and just keep going so you know, when girls reach out to me, it's, it's been easier to build a community. You know, it's a two way street, a little transaction there. If I share something and a girl takes time to share it back with me that they liked it, then it's like, we've become friends. And you know, a lot of girls say I'm like a big sister to them because I just love sharing what I'm going through, whether it's bad breakups, my dad's cancer journey, you know, there aren't a lot out there sharing what we're going through. It's easy for me to just share Like, you know, I kind of blur a lot of things out and some people, it's not that easy, but it's cool to connect, like being Latina, being 30, living at home, you know, we'll look at other girls. And, you know, even now, just with this past year, embracing my roots, embracing my culture, I grew up in a predominantly white area. And, you know, just to see why that happened, you know, my dad wanted to make sure I had more opportunities and, you know, wasn't judged based on the color of my skin. So now that we can talk about these things, it's like, this community is like, evolving and connecting and there's I haven't really seen a lot of girls like me out there besides girls that live in their own apartment have their live with their boyfriends are married like I'm so super single I live at home with my mom I'm trying to figure out my goals and dreams right now and I figured why not share it I
0: think that's what like makes people connect with you is that like, they probably are in the same situation. I know one of the biggest reasons why I became more proud of being Latina is because I also grew up in a predominantly white uh, city. And so I think growing up, like, I just was almost ashamed of, like, who who I was. And I think the more that I saw other beauty influencers, or, or just influencers in general, like yourself and Amy, like being proud and saying, hey, I'm Latina, and I want to connect with um, with my roots as well. I think that's what allowed me to be like, hey, I want to be proud, and voice that I'm Latina any second that
1: I, that yeah, I get. I do and my dad would always tell me, mija, know your roots, know where you came from, and it was hard because, you know, he experienced prejudice, he experienced racism, and just was very much told me, Liz, let people judge you based on your name and your work ethic, not the color of your skin. And I just never understood. And so I, again, I learned too, you, you kind of have to look at color. Like I learned that this past year, you know, and I, I would always say, I don't see color, but that was just because I was, you know, my dad's mentality to like show them work hard. And now it's cool to be like, wait, First of all, I am Latina, and second of all, <laughs> this is how I work, and this is what I do, and yeah, I feel like there was a bit of an identity crisis for me, and now I'm just like, nope, this is, you know, I'm gonna embrace it now.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, and so, okay, so you are doing this whole thing, but how do you stay in the know of like what what is up and coming in terms of like the industry in general? Like, do you participate in webinars? Like, what are some like tools and resources that we can lean
1: on yeah I mean I'm so bad to be honest I my biggest thing is just staying motivated within myself and also just yeah you got to pay attention to what trends are happening I mean especially YouTube that's how you grow you have you should like the clickbait the trends like that's really how you grow um but honestly like I just I don't always follow the trends. Like even like when reels came out, like, yeah, be aware, understand what it is. And I started to do them, but they're a lot now it's just, we're so saturated with content. You got to do what works for you now. You know, like I can, I see all these fashion videos on reels and I try to do them when I can, but they're just a lot of work. Like a lot of it is. So I think finding out what platform you like, trying to be on every platform as well. And do you at the end of the day? I feel like I've, I've been able to keep doing me. Um, but like, YouTube's a great place to just see kind of like what story trends are going. I love YouTube. Like, if you want to learn and research more, <laughs> definitely do YouTube. Twitter's kind of a good place to see like what's popping, what's trending. But yeah, I'm really bad at like following webinars. When you're creating your
0: YouTube videos, do you have like a strategy of how you go about it or you're just.
1: Yeah, I'm like, just create and post. <laughs> Um, I feel like you should. And that's probably why my growth has been a little bit longer. But to be honest, the best strategy is yeah, see what's trending. Like my skims video is one of my best reviews and videos. So those are a great way to grow and kind of find your place in things and talk about it. Um and the things that I focus on is what what's getting more views and then focusing on that. So for me, my fashion thrifting videos do get the bit most the most engagement. And then my vlogs have been picking up. So that's kind of the best rule of thumb, you know, you got to keep kind of pivoting and working on content that gets the most views and then just focus on that, hone in on that.
0: Yeah. And I I love that because like you were saying earlier, we should be focusing on the value that we're going to be providing the audience ultimately. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're getting to the end of the podcast episode. I really enjoyed it, but like everybody that I invite, I always ask them, who is somebody that they would love to have dinner with or lunch or something just to kind of get to know a little bit more about the industry or just to know them in general?
1: Oh, man. I mean, honestly, it wouldn't necessarily be about the industry. I would have to say my dad, you know, because like I would like going to make you emotional. I would just love to show him like what I'm working on. And I know he's there, but I would love to be like, it was so great. Like I'd walk down the hallway when a paycheck came in or when I created something to just show him and make him proud, you know, but you know, cause you can totally reach out to anybody. I want you guys to know DM people. Like when you reach out to me, Hey, I'd love you to be on my podcast. You say yes to these opportunities. So you can definitely meet with anybody if you really have, you know, you just do it. But I would definitely have to say my dad just to show him like, Hey, look what we're doing, where we're going. What do you think? You know, to get us feedback. That would be cool.
0: That is so sweet. I'm really sure that he's like really proud and just looking down on you. And yeah, he's really, really proud of like everything that you are accomplishing right now. Um, But yeah, I really, really enjoyed having you on the podcast today. It was uh, really exciting to have you on and just sharing your tips and your career journey.
1: I appreciate it. Sorry if I babbled you guys. I talk a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I love it because I feel like a lot of the times like, people think that uh somebody got to where they are just like overnight but it really took a lot of dedication a lot of hours and um, it
1: does and i still feel like i'm not exactly where i'm meant to be yet but it means a lot that you guys see what i'm working on and see that i do work hard because it's a lot but you know it's people like you that can you know keep us motivated and it's really cool so thank you yeah it's a
0: it's a journey but um We are here and you're only going to continue to do big and amazing things. So I really appreciate that you were on my podcast today.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you guys. Thanks for following and listening. It means a lot.